0: Alright, Night Shift Football Podcast episode 91, World Cup keeps rolling on, Tommy's here to join me once again, we're going to talk about Australia and Argentina, uh, but first, uh, we were last recorded last Thursday night, I think, so uh, there's been a few groups wrapped up since then, Group E and Group F, the main ones, uh, did you catch any of this,
1: man? Germany going home? Unreal. How many multis did this break? How many hearts did this sink? How many Qatari TV hosts did this make? feel Glee? and hours of content roll out because of it. You know they they weren't good
0: enough, were they? Unfortunately, uh, Germany was simply not good enough. They got that draw against Spain. They did get they did get one win, one draw. Uh, ultimately, not enough. It's always tough when you lose your first game, and then I guess they weren't expecting Japan to beat Spain.
1: Yeah, I mean it. That's, that's what you mean when you lose your first game it comes out of your hands and so you are relying on other results and it it just so happened that this is the World Cup of the Asian nations and you it's an irresistible force right now in Southeast Asia. There's yeah. something brewing. You're loving the uh, the AFC involvement in this one, aren't you? I'm so pleased I was so pleased at the end of it that AFC was the second most represented in the um, in the knockout stages because it, it just marks such a massive improvement for this region. And, you know, kind of illustrates that this Eurocentric kind of South American focus game, when you do, you know, bring football to like a different part of the world, different nations can succeed in these different, you know, environments. Excellent. Do you have any thoughts on the uh,
0: big moment with the Japanese, the ball that was out, but not out? I just,
1: I love that this kind of thing still stirs the pot and it, it gets... It, it, it takes you back to the famous Robbie Slater moment where he gets out on the pitch to recreate <laughs> perspective and where the ball is. It's, it's, a, it's just a really good, um, is, it, is it a science lesson, like a physics lesson? I don't know. Because perspective is everything, of course. And from what, what we can see on television and what the ball actually looks like from above is two completely different things. And, you know, I think this is a lesson for everyone. Always look up when you're walking under a tree Make if that's sure. the lesson
0: you want to take out of this World Cup, then I'm happy for it to be that. Definitely, <laughs> that's the one thing I've learned. <laughs> yeah, if you look up, if you're walking under a tree, folks, don't forget that. I I reckon I've seen enough of it there to I'm all right with it. I'm all right with the decision.
1: Uh, it was fine. I didn't like. I thought it was a bit petty for a few posts to be shared around. This is retribution for the, uh, the 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 England moment, but it's not the same thing. It's still going on. I saw a post today about
0: it again, but. Honestly, I think there is just a slither of the ball there on the line still. I think the camera shows that. And otherwise, get fucked. It's my opinion. I don't care. Whatever. Well, uh, no, they've got they've got pretty definitive text saying
1: that it's in. So I yeah, just, well, I'm happy.
0: That's why I'm, I'm happy, happy with it. It's fine. It's in. It, man.
1: Deal with it. I think they um, were right, though. Group F, Belgium went out. Classic. Too yeah. old.
0: Too old. Don't have it. We whinged about him enough on here. Um, Croatia have gone through, but they look pretty uh, they're up and down. Who knows? They could probably still cause some headaches along the way, but who knows? Mm, I don't know, um,
1: Sammy. I think they're gonna get bundled out by Japan in the morning. Is that in the morning? When is that game? I think yeah, that's one thirty. So sorry, we're recording on whatever day it is, Monday night, the fifth. Yes, it is, Sorry. The very yeah. next game. The 1.30,
0: 1.30 Tuesday a.m. game. So by the time people hear this, they'll have played. Uh, there was mm-hmm. also Saturday um, group G&H were wrapped up. South Korea, Portugal through. Brazil and Switzerland through or Brazil and Cameroon.
1: Brazil uh, and Switzerland through, Switzerland, yeah.
0: Switzerland won two games. Um, any thoughts
1: on either of these groups? Uh, just classic to see Uruguay, I think, finally click together against Ghana and then still get bundled out. Yeah, how good! <laughs> and then they whinged. There was, I don't know, there was some controversy about VAR. It's too far in the past. Who cares? It's just, it's just delightful to see these pantomime villains get bundled out so early.
0: Yeah, and I do want to make a note of Cavani because I think Cavani has been like Suarez gets a lot of the grub attention, but I think Cavani is goes under the radar as one of the biggest grubs in football in the last decade. He's well up there, isn't he? It's yeah. just always someone else's fault. I think constantly he, cracked, he cracked the shits at the VAR machine or something, and he mm-hmm. he tried to milk that pen, and I don't think it was. And then he's I've, – I've watched Copa America games where he's got up and he's chested a linesman or something like and gotten away with it.
1: He's just a piece of shit. Unlucky. Basically. See you later. Need go l- home. Less dudes like that on the football pitch, please. Um, I just don't want to gloss over South Korea either, beating Portugal with that yep. 91st minute Huang winner. That's nuts. Yep like what a huge moment for this this nation they haven't recreated anything like this since 2002 when they hosted it so yeah brilliant awesome stuff all
0: right let's get to um the big one Sunday morning Argentina Australia we've scored our first ever world Cup knockout round goal uh courtesy of, to I'm it. gonna I'm gonna give it to Craig <laughs> even though his shot was going well wide and I like to think he deliberately played it in off an Argentinian
1: chest or whatever. Um, sounds like the genius move that he would make.
0: Yeah, where do we start with this?
1: Um, I, mm, I don't know really. You're real beaten up about it, aren't you? Chronologically, I, I, I'm not so beaten up in like, oh, you know, like heaps disappointed about the result because before the game, I, you know, there was always in it that we could get smacked in this, yep. like, um, like fucking. Uh, Senegal did, or like USA did, where they didn't really, or Poland even. I feel like out of the four uh, knockout games so far, we've been the only nation to actually throw a punch at the first ranked nation that went through. Yep. And there was, for me in the post game, I'm not skipping ahead, but Arnie and Jackson Irvine were very much trying to emphasize pride and like that they felt proud of what they'd achieved and that they wished the Australian footballing public and the nation as a whole felt proud. And they did. I think when you that's how I'm feeling but also really just despondent that it's over it, it was it was so, it was just so much fun and it would have been great to roll again for another 3 days yeah the world cup is one of those things like the group stage
0: comes around and if you're a country like us you're often going into that final game of the group needing a result and then you've no sooner finished that game and you're playing the round of 16 and if you lose it you're out and it's, it's always are. so it feels like it only just got going
1: and then it's done. Um, I feel like we we're building up a of steam and there was such goodwill in the country as well. And if you can capitalize that on for another three days or another week, if you can somehow make the semis, it would have just fundamentally changed everything in this country. Yeah, definitely. Um, should we start with the
0: lineup? Any thoughts? Goodwin came out for Bacchus. There was Good lots off. of people a bit upset about oh. this, but I honestly thought Goody looked a little, a little gassed. More jaded okay. than Lecky though? Uh, probably not. Uh, but th- I, I'm i not too upset with uh, Backus coming in, though. I thought he was a good inclusion for this game.
1: It, no, I agree with you. There was um, talk prior to the game, just the way that Argentina set up, that an extra body in midfield will probably be needed. So there was always going to be one sacrificed. But to, in hindsight, when you look at the impact Goodwood made when he came on, you would look at this game now and think, ah, fuck, we missed a trick there. We should have... We should have started him, but you know there was also alternate views that said he's better coming off the bench anyway because he could instigate what he did. So yep. I don't know, you, like, you know, like we said, I think we're agreeing. Who would you have left, yeah. probably lucky, but Who would have left at the Leckie, same yeah. time, yeah. But you know, that's probably my goody bias as well. Over the course of the tournament, I think Goodwin was the better performer, and so on the basis of that, Definitely. it just it kind of felt like a slap in the face in a way.
0: Yeah, I get it. I wasn't too upset with it. I think. Uh, I don't know if now's the time to have the debate, but I honestly think Lecky's tournament was uh, overrated. Oh, this is definitely the time. I don't Please. think he was. I don't think he was bad. I don't think he was sensational. He had that moment against Denmark. Obviously, he scored a cracking goal. He obviously we can't question his work rate. He ran his ass off every game. Um, I just he doesn't didn't produce a whole lot of end results. He pro- produced a crucial one
1: when needed, but overall, I didn't think he had that stronger tournament he ruptured Hernandez's ACL which I thought was a massive um achievement he did that it's it's a great ball for Goodwin uh post that (laughs) his you know his work rate's really good and (laughs) I thought he definitely offered more defensively than like an AW Mobile would have yeah but overall he didn't he I wouldn't put him in my top five performers he would be one of them one of those, he holds his head high, and he definitely contributed uh, in a meaningful way. But you know, in in that conversation between Goodwin and Leckie, you, you don't cut Craig Goodwin.
0: Yep. All uh, right. Do we want to go through the goals?
1: Mm, sure. What I want to think? start with.
0: We'll start with this first goal from Messi How, because I'm I actually. we going to go? I'm getting a bit tired of all the talk about like a messy moment of brilliance type thing. And like it being this fantastic Argentinian goal, like it's it looks it seems like a pretty regulation, you know, messy goal. So it, but...
1: it was a message from God. Yeah, apparently it was like a, a lightning bolt of inspiration. Mm. Do you not do you not recognize greatness when you're faced with it? Mm. It was it was it was a good goal because he picks the yeah, ball it was a good up. Goal. He picks the ball up deeper in midfield, creates the play. I don't know that the – I can't remember the guy he plays it into, but I don't think that he meant that pass. I no, he it's, didn't. It's very fortunately fallen to his feet there. He took, well,
0: he took a touch, and then Messi was coming through, so he quickly got out of the way, and Messi took Basically. it You and scored. You know? And Basically. it wasn't completely in the corner. It was through a few sets of legs, so Ryan a bit unsighted. Um, mm. You know, good goal, but not – everyone's calling it his wonder, super, oh, wow, I just – you know, whatever. Let's not get too overhyped.
1: Mm. Look, I agree. I think it was... He definitely had a good game throughout, though, and he was their main focal point. He was and and always is. Yeah. Do you think that Argentina beat us without him? Uh, No. Neither do I. I I don't think so either. I think we're being really earnest when we say that as well. This isn't some kind of just ridiculous post-game analysis. No, I don't think they do.
0: had the conversation after the game with someone about Argentina and how I just... They literally are. Uh, if they're going to win this thing, it's going to be completely 100% on the back of Messi. Like he's going to have to be super special because they don't look like good. They had lots of spells in this game. Obviously, they dominated the ball, but they didn't ever really look too dangerous, did they?
1: No, uh, they they um, ping the ball around just superbly. Their composure and presence on the ball, in that, you know, when we were pressing them in their back half or the midfield, yeah. they were just hitting passes every time. But when they did create chances, it they were never. You kind of got nervous in a way, because you thought, okay, this should be a goal, or this is a really goal. There's a good goal-scoring chance, but they never looked composed. And there were so many shots that were just blazed over the bar. Or uh, when Lataro came on, you know, those two glaring opportunities. Oh, bro! Every day of the week, I, like I think Mitchell Duke scores in that situation. I think Lecky scores most of the time. Mcgree would score that. You know, he's he's being called fraudulent by the Argentinian fans, which is such, It's but it's not reflective of his league form whatsoever. No, it's not. Just one of those guys that get stage fright, I think, for his yeah. uh, national team.
0: Um, are you putting any blame on, I'm seeing a lot of people putting blame on Bage for the Argentina goal because he gave away the foul. Oh, but like, it's, fact. you know, it's clutching at it's straws. Not a
1: it's not even a foul, man. Like you can even, you can talk about whether or not that's a, I don't think it's a foul. Personally, he went straight
0: through his back. I thought it was definite foul, but it
1: just—it had nothing to do with the goal. Because like, no, it has nothing to do with the goal. But I think there were moments in this game that were refereed that were just—he really wanted to stop start this this fixture. There was there was a lot of times where he bit could like just that. let play roll on. It, it didn't feel like he wanted to let the ball continue roll in motion. Um, outside of that, I'm not going to take any criticism of Aziz Baye in this tournament. None whatsoever. I don't care. I don't care. He. I, th- I thought he was our best over the four games. You reckon the best overall over the he four was, games? He was the one I, I think he played every minute. He was assured. He, you know, he had that crazy yeah. run in this game. He, <laughs> he just embodied. He had, he had that little scuffle with Messi in the first half on the sideline. That was he just, just got, before the goal. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen things come out and they're like, oh, that was the thing that ignited Messi's passion yes. in the game. That's what got him Nonsense. started. It's ridiculous. Messi was chopped about five times before that. Back <laughs> yeah, just put chopped- one right through him. Yeah, that was fun to watch, like, early game. <laughs> first start for the Socceroos, basically. Oh, first start in a World Cup. And he's like, bang, I'm going to take out the best player to have ever lived.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but probably not in my top three, but probably Arch. next after that, yeah. Um, Honourable mention. Honourable mention. Now, the second goal. <laughs> do we have to? Yeah, we have to do
1: it. Um, yeah. You know it was really upsetting because I was at mainly the, um... because I
0: want to just come to the defense of Matt Ryan to be honest.
1: Yeah, we'll get there. I was I, I was at the live site and there was talk over the loudspeaker of like Craig Goodwin warming up and coming on. And like it it'd been a little bit dour for for a period there because you know they were obviously 1-0 up and we weren't doing heaps of attacking. And Argentina yep. came out with a, li- a little bit more of a higher press and they were looking more dangerous than we were. And when Craig Goodman's name was announced, there was a little bit of a murmur, a little bit of a excitement throughout the crowd. And then all of a sudden, it, you just look back up at the screen and it's like, hang on. Why is Ryan under pressure by two Argentinian forwards here? Well, what's he done? Why is he taking that touch? Yeah. And then the ball's in the back of the net and you're thinking, oh, that's it. That's our World Cup.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, God, it's so bad. I just hate... <laughs> I just feel so bad for the player when this sort of thing happens sometimes. Like no one intentionally goes out there to fuck up like that. No. Uh,
1: never. You know, well I, think... I mean, you could say Zelko Kalach in two thousand and six, but different <laughs> conversation. I still think like I think Ryan's
0: the number one, you know, Langarak aside, who had retired mm-hmm. anyway. It doesn't matter. I don't think Ryan matters, yeah. Ryan is the number one choice. And he's been the captain all through the qualifiers. He had a great qualifier campaign. Some of those games where he was probably our only decent player and some of those really dismal performances. Um, Been excellent in the group stage against Tunisia and Denmark. And
1: obviously, he's made this horror era and people jumping all over him. I hate to see it. It's ridiculous. Like It's ridiculous enough for Australian fans to be jumping on his back because of his, I won't say his heroics, but definitely the impact he made in that Denmark game you know we we don't qualify out of this group without some of the saves he pulled off in that yeah and like we always say an individual error by a goalkeeper is routinely punished and so it is much more scrutinized yep. you don't you know we're making we're not going to jump on the back of plays in this game that missed glaring opportunities to equalize or yeah you know you know other errors in midfield where the balls given away indiscriminately i'm yeah i'm with you i'm not going to jump on his back like you said, he's going to be his own biggest critic. Yeah, and so there's, and when he's got teammates like that douchebag Camille Gabrara throwing shots at him on Twitter, absolute loser. Hey, what what motivates an individual to post something like that?
0: He's a uh, decrepit human. That other goalie at Copenhagen, he's been at this a while with Matt Ryan. Apparently, they don't really talk to each other. Um. It reckons Terrible he's never had environment. he's never had an environment like this with other goalkeepers at a club he's been at. Um it's just pig of a bloke. But you know, Matt Ryan's
1: Matt Ryan's playing in World Cups. This guy doesn't play for Poland, so he's literally he's got more World Cup clean sheets than this faulty parachute has minutes. Yeah. Love that. Very good. Um obviously
0: we scored after that. Craig involved. Just kind of hits one, gets lucky. We'll take it. <laughs> we'll take Excuse it. Excuse
1: me. He was like the only guy willing on this pitch in this ninety minutes from Australia to take on a shot from outside the area. Yeah, he deserves that. Yeah, I'd give it to him. Fuck, fuck what the rules say. Um, and then I, I don't. It was. It was going to be a penalty anyway if it, wasn't, if it didn't go in. You reckon? Yeah, because I think it hits his outstretched arm. Oh, I don't think it did. I need to see it again. It's all a bit of a blur right now.
0: Um, the qual chance. At the end, I'm not too interested in overanalyzing it. But what was it like at the live site? you were at Adelaide Oval.
1: I was. I mean, overall, that kind of thing was like one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Basically, because like obviously it's pitch dark at like five in the morning when you're walking across the footbridge to get there. Yeah, had a couple had a couple of beers at the casino, tried to wake yourself up, and like I kind of had this very Adelaide estimation of it that there wasn't going to be a shit ton of people there. And that it was just going to be kind of like a tepid family affair. Lots of people with like picnic rugs and chairs and like sitting there with blankets and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of a nice night and it was a really nice morning. And so we walked across the footbridge and like, you can hear the noise starting to get louder and later. You can hear drums and you can hear like chanting and like, and then across the, across the Torrens is just like lit up with red flare smoke. You're like, oh, <laughs> shit, what the hell is going on in here? Yeah, scenes. You get across the footbridge and kind of hook right a little bit and it opens up into that Telstra Plaza bit with the two tellies. Yep. And it's just fucking chaos, man. There's They estimated there was 7,000 people there. Yeah, that's nuts. little And I reckon there was in this tiny little area and everyone's jumping around, chanting, flares going off, flare guns being let off. And it was just like one of the most surreal things I think I've seen. I can't believe Adelaide turned out like that yeah but throughout the course of the game especially the goodwin goal obviously it went fucking crazy cuz craig goodwin striked it and then the bayers charge got every, uh, the bayers charge a chance got everybody up and about and then because you know we had them rattled in the last 10 minutes there was a real fever pitch and a real belief that we were going to actually get back into this game and so when it did kind of eventuate that Quo had this opportunity in the 97th minute i in my mind, I saw it go in. And so yeah, when it didn't hit the back of the nail, it was sort of just... It's a bit like that, isn't it? Stunned. It was disbelief. Yeah. And I haven't heard a louder groan. No, nah, I won't continue that. It was just a collective groan.
0: <laughs> yeah. A, a huge <laughs> moment. Um, Yeah, this kid's exciting. He's going to have a big future, I think. Uh, just obviously... It goes, it goes without saying. I'm not really interested in overanalyzing the chance and saying what he should have done or if a more experienced player had this chance or blah, blah, blah. The only thing I would note is um on the qual chance and on the... This is one thing. This is just a, a me being picky. The qual chance and the Bayich chance, when Bayich goes on that amazing run, both of these chances, there's another Australian player further back getting really angry with the player for taking it. So Lecky, after Quall shoots, is like, why do not you lay it back to me? There's, there's no way anyone is laying that back. You're not swiveling right. and shooting because the defender's gone. You know that. You just have to beat the keeper. No one's passing that backwards. So shut up, Lecky. And Good the guys. other one was, I'm not sure who the other one was, but it was at the end of, if you go back and watch it, Bayic goes on that amazing run. He's literally now pretty much one-on-one with the keeper. Apart from that, you know, Lissandra Martinez slides in like a main act with an unreal block. But there's a player on the edge of the box for Australia who's like, why didn't you play it back here? Like, you know, screaming at him. And it's like, mate, come on. You are never think... passing that off. He's gotten in there. He's beaten everyone. He's just got to slot
1: it, you know. Exactly. I think I think that was horistic in that occasion. It might have been. It's was, it was like physically impossible for Bates to lay it back anyway. Well, to see you him. To even see him from there. You, present, you can't twist your yeah. foot and lay the ball back like that. It doesn't, that's not how the body works. And,
0: and after you've just beaten the... Last def- well almost, you know, what <laughs> no. seemed
1: like the last defender. F- yeah. Anyway. That would have that would have been the goal of the tournament, without a shadow of a doubt. Unbelievable. Yeah. Should he have gone down when he went through the two no. defenders on the edge of the box? It no. would have been a penalty. I do reckon if you went if he went looking for the contact yeah No, don't do it. I'm not I'm not having a bar of it.
0: We'll, we'll move on I from mean- that
1: quick smart. This could contribute to why we don't proceed in these kind of situations. Nope. It doesn't. I don't want to hear it. Uh, going play forward. The dogs get with fleas, right? Going forward.
0: What's the, hmm, you know, are we over-hyping? Are we, how much do we just look at results? And how much do we look at performance? Did we play well at all during this World Cup?
1: Okay. I think, overall. That, I think that relates more to... In these tournament situations, does performance the results are more important? Matter, yes. The results are more important in this tournament context. Did we did we play well in a club football context? No, not at all because you couldn't do what we did for thirty eight games and be successful. No. Um, but after that French loss, something was ignited. I think in the team, and I. Th- I think there was almost an agreeance that the way that we're going to proceed in this is to play very conservatively, lock it down and just be the best organized, most willing, hardest working side in this World Cup.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And that's what the DNA, that's the spirit, that's what they keep talking about. And I think that's what they did.
0: Yeah, I get all that. That's all fair. Um, I just think like, I don't want to take away from anyone, but we did. We definitely, you don't get what we got in that tournament without luck and a lot of luck. You know, Mm. I think Tunisia, especially. I didn't consider luck that much. I think the Tunisia game, especially, like they had some really good, like chances, like six yard box chances that have gone straight at Matt Ryan. And, you know, like a foot either side of him and it's, you know, a completely different. You know, we we did. I'm not saying we didn't play well. Like we did defend well for a lot, but we also, you also when you're defending like that and you're relying on just work rate to get over the line, um, mm. you know, you're gonna have to ride your luck at some point. And we did ride it a lot. I think part of that down to Matt Ryan making some great saves, Harry Sutar being a rock at the back, baech doing a brilliant job. Mm. But like I said, yeah, teams did create chances where you you know. Had they been having a slightly better day, they would have tucked them away, and we wouldn't even be having this this game against
1: Argentina. But I don't, I don't know, man. I dispute that. We we scored a goal in every game this tournament. Yeah, we did. And I, I feel like when we did get in front, we 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 just we actually had the game management to see it out. And so I think it would have been a different circumstance, like in the Argentina game, where we were chasing the result, and then we did have them rattled for the last fifteen twenty minutes, and they were just pumping along all of a sudden, and we put Harry suits up front and just bomb it long to his head and play that old school kind of focal point football, whether or not you agree with it. I, I just wouldn't discount the performance. I would
0: say, I would, I would say it's mainly the Tunisia one for me. I think we got super lucky against Tunisia. I thought Denmark, yeah, we looked pretty comfortable for the most part. We were pretty comfortable against Argentina, except for a couple of mistakes or a couple of lapses in concentration. A couple of transitions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the Tunisia game, we wrote out like a fair bit. They had a lot of late chances. They were throwing everything at us and we got away with it a bit there. But, mm. you know, sometimes you need that luck anyway. But You do need you know, some luck. It's not the good I, don't want it, I don't want it to take away from anyone's efforts because everyone put in a wicked effort and obviously we are super proud of them.
1: Yeah, but I like I like the point you're trying to make. Does does pride equal success and <clears throat> is, it, is, you know, a poor, a poor performance but a good result? Is that what, is that what costs us in the long run? Maybe, like maybe, I don't know. We don't have a messy. We don't, we don't I just, have, I just wouldn't want us to get caught up in this thing. of a game breaker. I
0: wouldn't want us to get caught up on this idea that the Socceroos were really good at this world cup mm. in terms of playing football. Okay. You know what I mean? And then we end yeah. up, you know, and then we're surprised yeah. when we go back to our Asian qualifiers next time and we're, you know, not turning out great performance or eye catching kind of results or
1: anything like that, you know? this was the next question I had for you because I think the Asian cup is next year. Yeah. And there's obviously the question now of what Arnie does next. Do we keep him and then go to the Asian cup and play like we did in the world cup and try and win that.
0: Hmm. I think potentially you do. I, I kind of agree with you, but I don't like it. I don't. We all know. Everyone knows we don't like Arnie. But I think maybe you do and you try and take that same approach because to be honest with you, I still think Japan and Korea are both better than us. I think Iran's probably better than us. I think Iran might be better than us. And I think Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia have maybe enough better to beat us. P- enough
1: about them or a few better players than we do. Um, but yeah. Well, I mean, they could beat Argentina and we couldn't. So I think that kind of illustrates <laughs> it, right? Yeah. Because with boxing, that's how it worked. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's, yeah. Does, does does our World Cup performance answer the question of whether we have the cattle or not? Because there was a huge talk now going into this World Cup. Oh, the players aren't good enough. Rah, rah, rah. We're now in the top 16 nations in the world. Not by FIFA rankings, but by making it. Yep. <laughs> does, does that mean that we are good Noshef,
0: enough? Nice football rankings.
1: Yeah, that's it. The unofficial. But Does yeah, that mean we are good down. enough?
0: Uh, no, it doesn't. But it doesn't mean you can't enjoy it, and it wasn't but, fun. What would make us good enough then? What to
1: beat Argentina? Uh, to beat Argentina? Yeah. Would that would that then make us good enough? Like where? Where? How far away are we from being good enough? How far away? Uh, I, I don't know. This is a pretty weak Argentina
0: side, I reckon. Outside of Messi, yeah, definitely. Outside of Messi, yeah. Um, we just. I mean, Martin again, is, I can't. I can't is pretty good. I just can't look at this World Cup performance without the. I can't isolate it from the. When we start talking about performance overall, I can't isolate it from the qualifying performance, with the same players. Mm-hmm. You know, if I understand the players, maybe it's easier to get up for a World Cup game against Argentina and Denmark or whatever, on the world stage, and not, you know, away to, Iraq or China. whoever. You know, China, but you need, we need to find a way to, I think. And I'd say we, as good as we were, we could be in for a shock when we go to the Asian Cup and end up being like, I would put us fourth favorites right now. And I think we need to be better than that. And I'm not sure we
1: will. Yeah. I don't think in a tournament like the Asian Cup, we can go in and play defensive, conservative football because we're supposed to be one of the top four, five, three, maybe Asian nations in there. Yeah, so you are going to get teams lining up like that against us. They're going to give us the ball. We have to be able to do something with it. Yeah, and so that's we, why it is-
0: Can we do no. that when it's on us to be breaking down the teams? No, we can't. I think, I think the qualifying process showed that we can't. No, not with Arnie. He doesn't. He doesn't know how to do that. No, but I. But it was perfectly set up for a team coming at us, needing to score because we're in a situation against Tunisia and against Denmark. They kind of well, once we were one 0 up against Tunisia, they needed to score. Mm-hmm. Denmark needed to score from the beginning anyway, and so that does create some holes that allows us to counter-attack, and that's probably what we're best suited to, but that's not going to happen in an Asian Cup unless, you know, until we reach
1: the latter stages, but
0: we're going to have to be good enough
1: to get there. Yeah, which is where we came undone last time with Arnie, so... It's all it's all to come, isn't it? Have we like, just come full circle and now we don't want Arnie for the Asian Cup? <laughs> I think so, but it's too short a turnaround
0: to get it someone is. to implement a new it style. Is.
1: So it really is because I want to win it. We should be going to win win the Asian Cup every time.
0: I agree. I agree. I just think I I guess it's my anxiety yeah. coming out. I'm just worried <laughs> that we we don't and all the people that have jumped on the Socceroos lately because it's been excellent seeing how many people have gotten on board. And I'm seeing a lot of positivity oh, from people about how, you know, this is a great, oh, I can't believe people eating their words and saying, oh, I can't believe I haven't been watching A-League. a lot of these guys played a league football. So maybe, maybe I'll check it out, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm worried <laughs> we need to capitalize on this. Like you can't go out, It's really important we go out and do a big job in the Asian Cup and I'd say at least
1: make the final. Yeah, definitely. We need to be able to maintain the interest in international football by us competing in the competitions that we're in. Yeah. Um, Because rightly or wrongly, people will judge nations like Japan,
0: Korea, Iran, Saudi Arabia as weaker than Tunisia and Denmark and co. mm -hmm. And so people will be expecting the results. But, you know, people who don't, People that are just kind of latching on now or only kinda of come in for the World Cups or whatever. They're not sitting up to watch China at two AM or whatever. But you know, I'm not blaming those people for that, but yeah, I just we need to capitalise on it and put in a good shift. Asian Cup, go win it. I don't
1: know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah. Nah, I'm I'm on the other side. I think all of these people should be sacrificing their precious hours of sleep to watch us in qualifying tournaments. <laughs> You're not allowed to come along to a live site and pretend that you know everything about the socceroos yeah. in a World Cup. If you haven't seen us lose, away to Qatar, not Qatar, Who yeah. was it Kuwait, away to fucking Kuwait. Oh my God. Yeah. What a disaster that was. Three in the morning. Fuck off. Yeah. Man.
0: There's been, I think there was one a few years back. There was it like, was it Tajikistan or someone beat us over there on like a pitch with <laughs> yeah. potholes everywhere? And it was like one eight, <laughs> 3 a.m. or something. It was fucking ridiculous. There was um, like a mosquito storm throughout. <laughs> Another one, I think just crazy. before we finish up on Australia, at, at risk of sounding like a gatekeeper, the amount of people...
1: We, I think we just confirmed that then.
0: Yeah, I guess. The amount of people like who have just constantly talked shit about the A-League and now are like, oh, yeah, look, this guy. Oh, this guy. And then they come in with all these expert opinions about the Australian team when they all play in the A-League. Come on, man. Sort it out. Come and watch the A-League and then talk.
1: Just yeah, come grow and watch up. it.
0: Come and watch it. Come support it. Even if you don't care about it, just come and hang out with your mates and drink piss or something. I don't know. Just
1: get around the A-League. That's the main one. I saw a tweet, um, and I guess there's a few people like this as well, who are very passionate about their NPL clubs, whether this is from Victoria or New South Wales. Yeah. So the, the historical clubs that used to dominate the, the what was it, the NSL? It, it happens in South Australia too. And that just refuse to engage in the A-League product because they're like, oh, I'm passionate about my MPL club, et cetera, et cetera. That, like, that doesn't that doesn't mean you can't go to an A-League game as a neutral and no. just go and watch you know, the future Socceroos or current Socceroos run around yeah. every week. Because like us, we're, we're the opposite because we grew up in an area that didn't have a prominent NPL club. So we never had the opportunity to attach ourselves to that. Yeah. But you especially, especially during the off- A-League off-season, Always at M P L games, and yep. it's not—it's not about you supporting one team or another. It's about going out and watching the football.
0: Yeah, getting around people, but buzz it up. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Go get into the communities, have a few beers, have a chat with a few people. Like, I, I don't understand how it can't be interchangeable or why people that prefer to watch the Premier League still can't just on a Saturday night be like, well, fuck it, I'm just going to go to the A League. Why not?
0: Yeah, they can't grasp the fact that the A League isn't the Premier League. They just can't do yeah, it. They I want don't to know go why it's so hard to figure that out.
1: World-class football. You don't even get yeah. world-class football every week in the Prem. So it's just, no. it's such an absurd assumption to have on the A-League. Yep. We'll be there.
0: Excellent. Yeah, we will be there. <laughs> uh, let's move it on. That's a pretty good wrap up, I think, of Australia's tournament. Um, I'm excited but about I, the Asian Cup already. You got something I'd else? Never,
1: yeah, I just never asked you who you thought was your Australian player of the tournament.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'd probably give it to, I think Moy edging out Sutar for me.
1: Oh, cool. More yeah. Can.
0: Yeah, maybe. Oh, him or Sutar? Sutar. You?
1: Yeah, Baige. I like Bayage. Yeah. I like Bay-itch. I thought Goodwin was our most influential attacking wise. I thought Moy in the midfield. Um, I think Sutar maybe even more defensively than Bayage, but I just thought Bayage encompassed everything. It's for all
0: the hate that guy cops as well.
1: Oh, especially during qualifying in those I Peru, think he, he pretty much games.
0: just, he cops hate for not being a world-class left back, but like who in yeah. this team is world-class? And then like, you know, he got he got beaten a bit by Usman Dembele, who does that to players in the Champions League. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> also we Probably. don't really have any other,
1: there's no one exactly knocking on his spot. For left That's back it. Either. If we yeah. if he was missing for any reason, you had Joel King have to come in and that would have been disastrous. Yeah. I think he looks good for the future, but
0: yeah, Bayhich for now is by clear and far our best left back. Mm-hmm. Happy to wrap it there? Yep. Notable shout out to Jackson Irvine as well. He had a great tournament. Yep. Beautiful. Uh, Netherlands USA was on. Do you have anything on this one? Netherlands Look, cruising I, through 3-1. They
1: cruise, yeah. I didn't see much of this, uh, to any of this. Uh, highlights filled me in mostly. There was... There was a lot of I was trying to get three hours of Shadowai in, man, before yep. I went to watch the Socceroos. Um, I wanted to ask you, do you think uh, Gakpo looks a decent shout for the golden boot? I know Mbappe possibly has it already wrapped up. He's two goals behind him at the moment. Um you can get him and Brazil to win the mm. World Cup at 50 to 1 still. Yeah, it's a little, little bit toasty. I reckon the I reckon they can beat the Netherlands. I uh, reckon they can beat Argentina. I mean,
0: Argentina. I can see the Argentina Netherlands one being a nil nil through to penalties
1: uh, grand, scenario. Maybe, yeah.
0: Maybe. Um, I don't know. That yeah, looks, it looks all right. Like the Netherlands look okay. They haven't, I don't know if they've had much of a test yet, but mm-hmm. they can only beat who's in front of them. And they've been relatively convincing thus I think far. so. Yeah.
1: Tactically, tactically it sounded like, or from what I read, that the Dutch just nullified all of the US strengths. Um, and that was just yeah. like comfortably leading two nil into half time And that's, that set the result up. Like you said, you can only beat what's in front of you.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: All right. Uh, the next ones that were played France, Poland,
0: Mbappe doubles, Giroud on the score sheet, breaking the record for France, Poland, never in this really, they had the odd chance, but they're, they're not clinical enough to, to put France away. And then <clears> Mbappe <throat> did Mbappe things and, Lever got
1: a late penalty for Poland, but all over three one, France through. Did Poland ever look in it throughout this tournament? I don't. I can't remember seeing them and thinking, "Wow, this is a good football team." These no, are I think far.
0: they had like patches in this game, or maybe passages, probably better, smaller passages of play where they played their best football of the tournament, and you know okay. maybe with a bit That's, more luck would have snagged a goal. But
1: yeah, little too little, too late for them. Exactly, and when you're coming up of the irrepressible force of yeah. Kylian Mbappe. What you're going to want man, to take man? your chances, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. This guy's a fucking freak of nature. He needs to be eradicated. Yeah, <laughs> eradicated. Yeah. Uh, you're talking He's about not- Olivier Giroud, obviously. Oh, clearly, clearly. Mister uh, 26 goals and
0: friendlies. Yeah, uh, Mbappe assist in two goals. Like, come on,
1: man. Freak, gives nine gives, goals. Gives, just come on a chance. Nine goals in all World Cups now, and by all World Cups I mean two World Cups, and that's more than Messi and Ronaldo have scored. So, yeah, um, you know you could be looking at a guy in fifty years' time who is reflected upon the same way that Maradona and Pele is in that in that same breath. Brazilian Ronaldo, killing Mbappe.
0: Yep. Oh man, I was watching highlights of Brazilian Ronaldo the other day. Just some of his stuff in the two thousand and two World <clears> Cup. <throat> Obviously scored a double in the final. His, some of the stuff he did while he was playing for Inter
1: and that are oh, just absolute freak. He was nuts. It was funny. It's funny you bring him up because I had one just left of center topic that I thought would be Go cool. On. You know how that, that team had Renato, Ravaldo, Ronaldinho? Yep. And I was looking for a nation like that in this World Cup edition, but they, it just seems to me there's so many one-player nations in this World Cup and that's what's getting them through to the latter stages. Real like... Uh... NBA spec where every team's just got their one guy that's like, yeah. give him the ball. Host up Steph Curry from outside the three-point Messi, range.
0: Messi, Mbappe, uh,
1: Neymar, if sense. we're being
0: harsh on the rest of Brazil, mm-hmm. Ronaldo in a sense, or he's the he's the name up in lights. Yeah, that kind of thing. I get your point. Yeah. Can't think of one for this tournament. That was one
1: hell of a team, that Brazilian. Is that because
0: uh, we're neglecting England?
1: Yeah, I think that leads really nicely into England. Well, we can go to wish- England
0: now. They, um, you would ass-
1: you would assume it's Harry Kane, right? But as we're finding out.
0: Yeah. Well, Harry Kane, Bukaya Saka, Jordan Henderson on the score sheet this morning. Phil Foden playing his role as well with a few assists. Jude Bellingham taking the piss in midfield again. England were, were just so comfortable in this game. I thought, I thought they were really good. I don't want to take anything away from them. But I did think Senegal were a bit poor at times and were cut open a bit too easy. Uh for a couple of the goals, maybe the first two, but part of it was just also down to Jude Bellingham being a freak um but England looked pretty solid, and
1: them coming up against France in the next game is huge it was yeah, it's the speed of which England break from defense isn't it, and win it in the midfield areas, which is what leads opposition to be cut up uh so easily yeah, and that that's led by Bellingham, and like you saw it uh lagging on to the the second goal for Kane. Um, but this, it, it does set up like such a mouthwatering clash with France because it is opposing styles coming together as well. Yep. So it's not going to be two teams setting up in the exact same way. Like the Dutch do, this is going to be an all out assault who is actually the better footballing nation. And, you know, England's attacking four do look the most promising, I think from the results so far in the tournament.
0: Yeah. I don't know if they've, I don't know if Southgate's comfortable in there. One, he's, like the side he's picked this morning because he, he's changed it a bit across all the games. But I think the danger for everyone is that England have a lot of weapons coming off the bench. They seem to have more weapons coming off the bench than anyone else. When I mean, you got Grayish, Rashford, Mount coming on, they've still got Phillips to go midfield if they need to. Um, it's it's just solid, pretty solid everywhere except
1: for maybe at the back. Well, that's it. it you know, Sterling didn't even come on. He's not included at the moment. He's heading um, home. Yeah, is he going to miss the rest of the tournament? I think he's heading home. Yeah, I'm not sure what the deal is, but I read that don't his house. I read that his house got uh, was had like an armed burgl- uh burglary or something.
0: Yeah, I saw something pop up before, just before we went on to record, but I didn't click on it and read it because I was busy doing other things. But um, that would be oh such well. a huge shame that he has to miss out the rest of the tournament for something like that. It would, yeah. I don't know if he'd get a pick now anyway, with Foden, Kane, and
1: Bikai Saka playing yeah, well. Now, so, you know. Now that's now that Southgate wants to play Foden on the wing, he looks like the most obvious choice, doesn't he? Yeah. But like you said, the interchangeable options that you have. You didn't mention like James Madison, they could still come on and do something no. if you need to. Um, they are, yeah, blessed, blessed with depth in talent, which is what this French side would have if they didn't have so many injuries as well. Yeah, so I guess in, in in you know comparison, England do look the more suitable to take this game out. Yeah, they do. Is it going home? No, nah, it's not going home because they'll st- they'll <laughs> fuck it up somehow. They're okay. <laughs> they're, they're still going to lose in a penalty shootout. Uh, but I don't want to be too flippant about England because they are being they're, they're so good right now. They've got they three playing really good, yeah, three clean sheets in a row as well. Yeah, um, it's you know three goals for Saka, goal and two assists for Foden. Bellingham goal and assist, you can have the best combination of young stars in this World Cup. Everything does point to a World Cup victory for them. Good stuff. All right. Uh, I don't know if you've got
0: anything else you want to go through. The game's coming up. They're still coming thick and fast. Uh, we got Japan, Croatia coming up, Brazil, South Korea. They'll have played by the time people listen to this. Uh, I could, I've, I'm worried about Brazil. I love them, but I reckon they... I just could see them slipping up in a game like this. They've had this kind of thing with World Cups where they they lose to someone you don't expect them to, and then they're out. Um, Morocco, Spain, and Portugal, Switzerland wrap
1: up the round of 16. It's juicy. We're getting to the juicy end. It is juicy. I think Morocco, Spain is the one where you're going to see the upset. I just got this sneaky suspicion Morocco can edge Spain in this game. Mm, interesting.
0: I don't think they can. I think Spain win. I think Portugal win. I'm still sticking with Brazil, but I do think Japan can beat Croatia. So
1: Definitely. Yeah, That's the game of these four, I reckon. That's the one that hangs in the balance. And um, I'm going to make an extra effort to stay up and try and watch this because I think it's going to be great. Beauty, you watch that one and I'm going to go to bed and I'll get up and watch Brazil. Look at that. That's that's a quality.
0: Quality Good. of service here. What a team. What a team we are. The respect and love
1: that I need to hear. Happy to wrap it up there. Yep. Happy to wrap the Socceroos' greatest foray into World yeah. Cup Oblivion. It was fun while it shortly lasted. I think I I feel like it was more fun than two thousand and six as well. It's probably because we're older, but there was just the the concept and the presence of the live sites and the buy in from the Australian public at just all sorts of hours in the morning. Is I think the um never seen before
0: going into the tournament with such low expectations probably helped as well.
1: Didn't it? Probably.
0: Going into 2006, we genuinely fancied our chances of getting out of the group because we had a—that was our team. They were the the golden boys, as they kept keep getting called. Yeah. Um, this and we year, didn't know anything about the World Cup either. We were like, "Oh fuck it, we can go into this and win it." This year, very few expectations, Um mm. but we got through. And the lesson from all this is,
1: get out and watch elite games, pretty much, because that's the only way you can support the soccer is when they're not playing. So yes, please Beautiful. do it. Feel like we're preaching to the choir here, and don't don't don't, don't throw flares. Please stop, stop throwing yes. flares. Lighting flares. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with the flare lighting. Don't throw it, mate. I thought Don't we had turned it. a point. I, re- I with the amount of images that we saw in like mainstream media of flares being like most positively promoted as atmosphere yeah. and amazing. I thought here we go, we've crossed the line here. Maybe we can. And then people are fucking throwing them. It's like, yep. dude, you're gonna hurt people. Stop doing. you that ruin
0: shit. it for everyone if you're gonna throw it, you dickheads. You're and what what sort morons. of moron is like? Yeah, I'm gonna go watch Australia and. I'm going to throw this flare into a crowd of other Australian supporters. Like, what?
1: Well, even yeah. if they were
0: opposition supporters, like, I'm not saying do that. I'm just saying don't fucking throw flares. Is that so hard <sighs> to understand? Don't throw flares and go to A League games. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, peace, guys. <laughs>